What's good, guys? Welcome back to another episode of One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. What's going on, guys? Last night was another very solid victory for the New York Knicks. They got a 111-96 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. And it was a very needed victory because the Knicks are... In the eighth seed right now in the Eastern Conference, and we need to keep winning so we get a better seed. Even though I would love to see a Nets-Knicks first-round series, but we would be exiting the playoffs fairly quickly if that happens. So, last night, another great game from Julius Randle, 34 points last night. And he continues to be the leader that the Knicks have really been looking for over the last couple of years. He had 10 rebounds last night, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block in 39 minutes. Alfred Payton last night, 20 points, one of his best performances of the season. 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal for him. R.J. Barrett, not the best night from the field, 2 for 11, 7 points. He'll get it the next game. He was playing good defense last night, though, even though he wasn't shooting well. So he stepped up in that regard. Reggie Bullock played solid defense last night also. 12 points for him. Nerlens Noel always playing good defense. Four steals last night, two blocks, nine rebounds. He's been really good for the Knicks this season. Derek Rose last night, 14 points off the bench in 20 minutes, three rebounds, two assists. For the Lakers, Markeith Morris, 17 points. Kyle Kuzma, 14 points, four rebounds. Andre Drummond, three points, 10 rebounds, a block, and a steal. Dennis Schroeder's really been stepping up for the Lakers when they've been having a lot of injuries recently. 21 points in 37 minutes, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Caldwell Pope, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and a block. All right, well, moving on, the Knicks looked really good last night, and obviously against a injury-plagued Lakers team without having LeBron and Anthony Davis. But... Hey, we'll take it. We need any win that we can get. And at this point in the season, every win counts. And especially in the Eastern Conference, it's so close in the Eastern Conference. Like, it it is literally a half game and a game difference between a few different spots. In the playoff race right now, the Knicks are a half game behind the Celtics for the seventh spot. And the Celtics are tied with the Hornets for the sixth seed. And then Miami's in fifth. And they're a half game behind Atlanta. And then Atlanta is five games out behind Milwaukee. And then the Nets are in second half game behind the Sixers. And yeah, every win counts at this point.
Last night, the Sixers, they beat the Dallas Mavericks 113-95. Joel Embiid, sorry, my mouth got dry right there. Trust the process, 36 points. Seven rebounds, two assists, one steal. Ben Simmons, eight points. Tobias Harris, 10 points. Joel Embiid knocked down 14 for 15 free throws last night. The game has really evolved from when Shaq used to get fouled because, like, he would literally have, like, the lowest percentage from the free throw line. And now you see these savages who are tall as shit, like, they just knock down free throws. The game has really changed over the last decade. That's just a crazy stat. Like, nearly perfect from the free throw line for one of the bigger guys in the NBA. That's pretty impressive. Moving on, though. Luka Doncic, 32 points. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mavericks, 29-24 on the season. Obviously not exactly where they really want to be, probably. And I guess we'll have to see how Luka Doncic feels about staying there long term. Obviously, they're not going to be a title contender. So, solid win from the 76ers. They've obviously been very dominant this season. 37 and 17. And they continue to be at the top of the Eastern Conference. So, yeah. All right. So, a little recap from the UFC fight night from this past weekend. Kevin Holland took on Marvin Vittori in the main event in the middleweight division. Kevin Holland only three weeks out of his last main event against Derek Brunson. Obviously, he didn't get the result that he was really wishing for. But he was a lot more dialed in in this fight, and it just didn't go his way. Marvin Vittori set a record for the middleweight division with 11 takedowns, and that was basically his game plan moving forward throughout the fight. He would take down Holland at least once in every round. And Holland wasn't finished. It went to a decision, obviously, and Marvin Vittori got a unanimous decision. And, yeah, it was a really good showing from Kevin Holland. He was really elite on his feet. He was really uh, striking Vittori and landing a lot of jabs, and he was landing some shots on him. It looked like he was hurting him pretty early on until he got taken down, and he kept on getting taken down. Vittori was relentless with that, and yeah, it was overall exciting fight. Kevin Holland brings the attention to the sport that it really needs sometimes.
but apparently he's going to go train with Daniel Cormier and the guys at AKA in California and guys like Islam Makachev, Habib, like they train there normally when they're in America. So hopefully Kevin Holland can get some tutelage from the Dagestani guys and hopefully he gets better. So, another fight that was on this card was Mike Perry. And Mike Perry is one of my favorite fighters. He was really known for bringing the intensity inside the octagon. and He would knock people out pretty viciously. At least that's what he was known for when he was coming up. And it just didn't go his way in this fight. And he didn't get the job done. He got pieced up by Daniel Rodriguez, and he was very emotional on social media after the fight just because he had a new kid pretty recently, and he was trying to make as much money as possible for his family, which is completely understandable. He felt like he let them down, and he was trying to provide for them. And, yeah, he has one fight left on his contract, and he was like, I'm going to train harder and come back, and hopefully I can get the job done next time. So good luck to him. He's one of my favorite fighters, has been for a while. So, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat for that one. I was really hoping it didn't go that way, but it did. And, yeah. Another fight on the main card of the fight night was Nina Nunez, who is the wife of Amanda Nunez, obviously the GOAT, and she fought Mackenzie Dern, who was uh, number 12 ranked strawweight, and she's one of the more knowledgeable Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitors in the division, and she was able to get an armbar victory on Nunez fairly quickly in the first round, and yeah. So, yeah, she's definitely going to climb through the ranks. She's very skilled, and she's been in the UFC for a while and has gotten a lot of a lot better since she fought previously. And obviously through the quarantine, a lot of people really get dialed in and stuff like that. So good for her. She's definitely going to be a top contender in the women's strawweight division. And yeah, a fight between her and Joanna Jorjacek, that would be fucking crazy. So looking forward to see what she does. So, I started watching the UFC fight card on Saturday at 11.30. It started with the early prelims, and Impa Kasanganai, he won by rear naked choke, and this is the guy that got kicked into oblivion by Joaquin Buckley. The kick heard around the world, the switch kick, that basically went viral on every single sports social media platform. <laughs> this guy was able to get a pretty quick submission victory over Palatnikov, who is a very high skilled competitor also. And 
yeah, Impa Kasanga and I really glad for this guy. He got a redemption win and was able to show off his skills. And he recently went to Sanford MMA, which is the top gym in Florida. Has a lot of good fighters there. Derek Bronson trains there and stuff like that. So, good gym for him. And he basically got the job done. He has a new team around him. So, he's definitely going to be a top contender eventually. And he's just really getting started. So, good for him. I was glad to see him kick off the fight card like that. It was very exciting. So, some other UFC news. Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Holy shit. This was fucking ridiculous shit. I was following this story all day yesterday. And Conor... I really hope this fight fucking happens. Just because it looks like we're getting the old Conor back. Like, the type of Conor that fought Eddie Alvarez. Like, the vicious Conor. Like, not like the fucking... Just like the watered down version, like this is like the vintage Connor. Uh, this is the Connor that I think every fan of him fell in love with at the beginning of his career. Obviously, he was known for being the underdog and rising through the ranks, and he's my favorite fighter of all time. Besides, like John Jones and GSP. But, yeah, him and Dustin Poirier were basically going at it over a $500,000 donation, which was basically the subject of discussion at a press conference before UFC 257. And Connor was going to make a donation to the Good Fight Foundation, which is Dustin Poirier's family's foundation that helps underprivileged kids in Louisiana, where he's from. And apparently, like, Connor didn't pay out the donation, and there was, like, a whole spat about it online. And Connor said some mean words. Dustin Poirier called him a hillbilly and said, like, he doesn't know about money and shit. And, like, Connor went as far as saying that the fight was off and he was going to fight someone else on July 10th. So. That was later diffused, and Connor obviously would rather probably fight him than not. Like, don't you want to fight him if you have, like, this bad blood going on? Like, that would be, like, the ultimate way to handle the situation. But, like, I hope Connor does make it right with Dustin. Like, if he said that he was going to pay it out, Connor's definitely worth a lot of money and doesn't want his money just going to. Something that he doesn't believe in, I guess. So, if he says that he was going to do it, he should do it. So, that's that. Algerine Sterling is going to have neck surgery and be out for a while. Hope he is able to recover pretty quickly. And I guess we'll have to see how the division is going to progress without having the champ around for a while. And I wonder if they're going to set up any interim title fights while he's unable to defend that title. Obviously, the rematch with Pewter Jan is not going to happen right away, and it's not going to happen for quite some time. So that's the subject of discussion in the bantamweight division. 
Sean O'Malley is supposed to be fighting Dominic Cruz now. He basically called him out on YouTube. And there was a lot of discussion about it before. So he basically took matters into his own hands, being the social media star that Sugar is. So the Sugar Show against Dominic Cruz, that would be fucking crazy. Because, like, Dominic Cruz is, like, one of the goats of that division. And Sean O'Malley would basically be taking out one of the legends by doing that. And, like, would be able to probably catapult himself, like... Top five, if he does that, maybe. Like, he could probably jump a lot of people if he takes out Dominic Cruz. And Dominic Cruz is no one to laugh about. Even though he's getting older, he's still one of the best competitors. He fought against a very skilled guy in Casey Kenny the last time that he fought, and he beat him. So, like, Dominic Cruz against Sean O'Malley, that would be freaking awesome. But next weekend, another great fight card. Headlined by Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum. That's going to be a great fight. Robert Whitaker, obviously one of the goats. 23-5 against Kelvin Gastelum, 17-6. Kelvin Gastelum and Robert Whitaker, they were supposed to fight a couple of years ago and the fight got uh, moved off for some... I think someone got hurt. I'm not really sure. I would have to look that up, but whatever. But this fight was supposed to happen a, uh, a couple years ago. So, looking forward to seeing that. That's obviously a major fight in the middleweight division to get at Israel Adesanya and the title. So... You need to win this if you're Robert Whitaker because, like, he beat Jerry Cannonier, and that was supposed to be a contender fight for the middleweight championship. And he took some time off, obviously, to be with his family during the pandemic, which is completely normal. So he needs to beat this one to basically stay at the top of that division and get the rematch with Israel Adesanya, which is something that I think would make a ridiculous amount of money if that was to happen. All right. So another great fight. Jeremy Stevens, one of the legends, fighting Drakkar Close next weekend in the Coleman event. And, yeah, Jeremy Stevens been around for a really long time. One of the OGs, Ultimate Fighter. It's been around for a really long time. 28 and 18 against Shakar Close. He trains with Sean O'Malley, actually. He's 11 and 2 and 1. Then we got Andre Arlovsky. He's been around forever. 30 and 20 in his career. That is insane. Against Chase Sherman. 15 and 6. Yeah, that should be a good fight, heavyweight. And, uh, 
Yeah, so there was some talk that the Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards fight for UFC 262 was going to get uh, canceled. I think someone has to pull it. I'm not really sure which one. It might be Diaz. I'm not sure. But Adrian Yanez is basically on social media, and he wants to be put into that spotlight. Obviously, he just had a crazy knockout few weeks ago and he's really been climbing through the ranks so yeah I guess we'll have to see if he's able to step up for that fight and get an opportunity in that kind of spotlight on a pay-per-view card that would really help his career moving forward he's one of my top up-and-coming fighters Adrianos They need to put him in the video game. He's a really exciting fighter. Yeah, so, other than that, basically, I'm just taking it day by day, and it's all you really can do. Hopefully, I'm able to go and enjoy myself on some type of trip in the next couple months after everything is going to be back to normal. Obviously, we want to go to some playoff games. For basketball, definitely got to hit up a net game because they're going to be in the playoffs a lot longer than the Knicks are, unfortunately. But, you know, that's how it goes. This week for Supreme, they're releasing some spring T-shirts. And, yeah, nothing too crazy. I've been pretty low-key on my spending recently. I've been trying to save and not buying unnecessary stuff. They're just releasing some T-shirts like they always do. And, yeah, obviously still on the lookout for the HBO collabs with Kith that should be happening fairly soon obviously they just announced the campaign so looking forward to the Sopranos drop Curb Your Enthusiasm I love those shows hopefully they do an Entourage drop that would be really cool that's one of my favorite shows also Game of Thrones I love HBO HBO Max is the shit and yeah they just put a lot of good stuff on HBO Max and I really like how they just get all the big movies now that basically come out in a movie theater and they just basically put on their server. They just put it on there. So yeah, HBO Max is definitely essential at this point. I mean, like, I, I don't really be watching, like, too much shit 
but like, but like, I watch stuff on like stars, like power and stuff like that, and hopefully that comes back soon. And that's coming back in the summer, I think. And it's like a basically like a biopic of Fifty Cent's character growing up. So that's going to be a good one. Obviously, they have multiple stories with that. And my favorite character, Tommy, he's getting his own show that should be coming out next year, probably. It's called Force. So, yeah, that's going to be great. He was my favorite character in the show Power. And him getting his own show, I feel like it's just going to be great TV. So, look forward to that. Also, looking forward to the Game of Thrones spinoff like that's supposed to be happening next year on hbo and yeah it's been a while since we've seen game of thrones obviously and i really wish that there was a continuation after the way that it ended but like that's just me yeah but i really just be watching sports all the time and listening to podcasts that's like really what i've been doing and working out, just trying to stay healthy. That's pretty much it. And staying, staying positive that things are getting better. I have more confidence in myself. I've been doing no harm to myself. Just trying to keep it going. Staying positive that things are gonna start changing fairly soon i'm trying my hardest for myself to get myself prepared for the rest of my life and it's some tough shit sometimes but like you just gotta keep grinding and just because someone doesn't believe in you it doesn't mean that you can't do something Like, like just because someone doubts you doesn't mean that you can't go and chase your goal. Like, you're going to have to work for yourself because no one's going to do shit for you. And you can't let someone that you don't even give a shit about change the perception of your trajectory. So with that being said, this has been an episode of One Stop Shop, guys. I will tap in later this week. Peace the fuck out.